Leader Talk. 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 Hi everyone. My name is Natalie Wilson. Welcome to Leader Talk. This show is proudly brought to you by Brainiac. Each week, we are meeting with incredible leaders from across Australia and around the world to discuss all things leadership and business insights. Each person coming on this show has given up their valuable time for one very clear purpose, to give back to small and medium business owners. According to the World Bank, more than 60% of the world's GDP depends on SMEs, and they represent close to 90% of businesses. They are absolutely vital to the world's economy. Today, my co-host, CEO of Peerlight, Gus Arianto, and I are fortunate to chat to our guest speaker, Brigadier General Retired Vincent Bugs from the United States Army Reserve and CEO of Embrace the Power and Power Pony Express Sports. General Bugs is on Leader Talk to share his insights to help SMEs strengthen their foundation. General Bugs will focus on the key ingredients on making SMEs successful during tough times, which are resilience, agility, and courage. We believe that these ingredients can help SMEs push through today's global economic challenges. Welcome to the show, General Bugs. Hey, hey thanks, Nat and Gus. I appreciate the offer of coming on today and talking about small business and talking about the different traits and characteristics that are required to be successful. It's always an uphill battle in a COVID environment, but you know what? We will keep pressing on. Thank you for letting me come on the show. Thank you so much, General Bugs. Appreciate that you sponsoring us. You've been talking to us in the last six weeks, uh, every week, uh, helping us to keep continue with our initiative. So from the bottom of our heart, thank you so much for your time cool. today. And happy Father's Day. <laughs> happy Father's I know, because it's in Australia. I'll take another one. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, uh, General Bugs, we always start off Leader Talk with two fun questions that we ask our guests. So we're going to start off with your two questions. Um, what is your favorite food? Something nice and simple. Oh, man. <laughs> no, really, crawfish, man. Louisiana, you know, southern boil, man, crawfish. <laughs> and, and Gus, what about you? Uh, my favorite food is the food that I can't live without, which is a bowl of rice. I need to have rice. I need to have rice every single day. I know it's not healthy, but, uh, you know, uh, I need to have them. And the other thing, one thing that you can't live without. The one thing I can't live without. It's always tough. Working out. Working out. Wow. Okay. Going to the gym, yes. <laughs> I become a grouch if I don't work out. <laughs> and, and what about you, Gus? Uh, now I'm embarrassed <laughs> because I can't eat without rice. I cannot live without rice, and I'm actually saying it to someone that say hey, you can't live without working out. So, general bugs, uh, you know, uh, when you are working out, I'm eating my rice. <laughs> okay. Um, We'd love to start this off, um, General Bugs, with you actually sharing your story with us. If you can tell us a bit about you, who is General Bugs, your career, um, and then we can get into the questions. We can get a better understanding of who you are. Right. So this is really simple. I need everybody to put themselves back into who they are first. And that goes back to when it start in grammar school or you start in high school and you're not inspired. And I say that is because I went through grammar school, middle school, high school, and I was, I found no one that inspired me. You know, I went, it's like, even though I was popular in school, there was, I was not inspired. It's weird as how you can graduate from high school and you literally think back years later and you realize that there was no one that inspired you to be a business person or I aspired you to do anything. All these people that taught me, it was really weird. And when I did a reflection, and I think a lot of people can resonate with that because when they start thinking back in their times, because when you're in your adolescence, it's critical for someone to inspire you. Now, don't get me wrong. My mother, uh, people in, in my immediate circle inspired me. But the thing is, is when you're going through an educational process, and where I found a lot of the successful business people or small business people or successful entrepreneurs, 
I realized that there was a professor in high school or a teacher in high school or someone that, you know, just made them want to learn math. Someone that made them want to learn uh, home economics, cooking, business, you know, practices. But the, ironically is when I got to college. And this is funny. This is how things happen to people. I got in college. And uh, my first year, I did great. Second year, I kind of struggled. And then I ran into a history professor named Dr. Charles Thomas. And um, he actually was the person that kind of just changed my life. But I sat in his class. He not only taught history, but he connected history with life and challenges and the current events and how as we shape ourselves that we need to have. And I and this is my my bugisms, and I use them all the time now, your MSD your mission strategy and destination. And so what I realized is that I had no mission strategy or destination. I was just getting by every day, going to class. And then the next thing you know, I made a decision to join the uh, ROTC, the military part in college. But if he hadn't inspired me to that, I could be something more than just another college student. I would have never done it. And a lot of people can resonate to what I'm saying on that because they're, they can think back in their own lives that, wow, who really inspired me? Who, who pushed that button? Who really, during outside of my family, made me realize that I had worth? I had my own self-worth. And so um, after talking to him, I joined ROTC and, you know, and I had a mission. But when you have a mission, you need to have a strategy. And in, in the strategy is that you got to have people come into your life that help you, educate you, train you, and help you focus on the things that are very important. And so this man named Mr. Whitfield that just happened to be working with the military kind of was that person for me. And uh, he kind of gave me a lot of guidance. He used to tease me a lot, but he he really helped me understand who I was. So I'll go to my other bugism, which I always use. It's called BPRY, be politically real with yourself. And I tell people all the time is that you actually, everyone has to do the self-reflection you, sometimes we all have to just look in the mirror and say, am I being the best, best version of myself? Am I actually changing the world? Do I actually want to make a difference? Or do I just want to get by? And every human being, at some point in your life, you go through that reflection piece and at, at different times. And uh, he really made me understand that I really needed to be politically real with myself and say, and I told him I didn't want, and so here's the thing a lot of people don't know. I tried to get out of ROTC twice. I didn't want to be in the military. I kept saying, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> and he convinced me to stay. And then one day, I'll never forget this, when I graduated and I was heading off to officer school, he goes, you're going to be a general one day. And I said, all right, man, you, you totally got that story wrong, but okay, whatever you want to believe, you believe whatever you want to believe. And, and I'll believe my belief, my truth, and we'll be okay. And so um, I went off. And I had to eat my words. And so I called with Phil about two years ago. <laughs> and he's up in his 80s now. And I said, hey, Sarge, how are you doing? He goes, hey, Bugs, how are you? And I said, hey, I, I made it made general, you know. And I just want you to know that I'm eating those words from uh, like 30 years ago. And so we all have those stories. And I will tell you the thing that makes me resonate so hard is, and I'm going to say this piece is, my father was in the military and he was a musician in the military and he loved playing the drums and he loved music, but he could not read sheet music. So at one point, the Air Force kind of told him that he couldn't be a musician anymore. And he's passed away now, but the years during the time I was growing up, he became very depressed and he was a good person. But what I saw was the dream of his musician uh, he gave up on his dream. So we had sets of drums around the house. He never touched them after they told him he couldn't play in the Air Force anymore. He literally uh, just became another person. And so I kind of always kind of resonate back to my story with ROTC with Woodfield and Dr. Thomas. But I also resonate back to watching my dad give up a dream because a person told him, that, you know, that he wasn't good enough when he was really good. But the thing was, when you're a double introvert, it is easy for someone to tell you what your self-worth is. And so I made it up. I made it a mission in my life not to allow other people's expectations of me, opinions of me, and their own gossip of me dictate how I'm going to be successful. And how does that resonate to business? 
um, it, it resonates with business because you're going to face that every day. And I'm, I'm sure Nat and Gus, you both have stories, your own stories that you can tell. And at this point, I'll pause and, and turn it back over to you if you guys got any other questions. But that's that's in a nutshell my journey. Wow, that's powerful, General Banks. That's powerful. You know, when I I remember when I spoke to you the first time, you know, less than eight weeks ago, and you you say that you know when you reaching a certain point, people see only the point at the end where people are oh, so successful. You know, you are in the service as a pattern. You reaching to the point of one of the highest grade in in your career, but no one actually realized the journey itself. And and you keep reminding us that we need to focus on what we believe. We need to believe in what we want to do for a greater call out there. And uh, you know, just listening to to the message that you share with us before that finding the person that can inspire you to do a greater thing uh, should be everyone focused, whether you are a owner of a business, whether you are a person, whether you are a dad, a mom uh, or anyone. I think that's it is. And I think just adding to that, I think, you know, sometimes when you're in those circumstances, giving up is actually, you know, the, it's a lot easier than fighting through it. Um, and, you know, it's to see what you've you know accomplished. It's fantastic. Uh, yeah. But you, yeah, but you know, um, uh, you, you you just talk about giving up. Well, Nat, you know, uh, giving up is a default mechanism. And and I've literally over my lifetime watched people that had ambition in business. Seriously, I have friends that are just off the chain smart. But because someone closed one door, their default mechanism is, oh, it's going to be, it's like being in a bad relationship and you take the bag, the bad baggage to the next relationship and to the next relationship and you go and everybody goes wow when he was in school he was like the smartest person and, and he was valedictorian and look at him now it's because disappointment had happened and he was not prepared for the disappointment emotionally resiliently he was not prepared because he did not get the skill sets he needed back in the and back when he was going through the the crucible of life i call it yeah <laughs> isn't isn't it isn't it Ned? interesting what General Buck share here about, you know, pushing through. And we just had a chat with Conrad, the CEO of Deathmall, uh, you know, a few days ago where he said the the ability to, uh, a person's ability to really understand the difference between roadblock and setbacks. Because in life, there will be a lot of setbacks. That's just one thing consistent. And if one setback make us given up, then you know, we can't go there. But a lot of people think setback is a roadblock. Yes. And Jenna Bucks just mentioned again, you know, we, you know, uh, we need to push through. So that's interesting. Yeah, I'm hoping my birds aren't too loud because I keep hearing one of them singing in there. And I'm like, and we have storms right now. So just so you know, we're doing this like during the middle of a massive storm. But oh, we good. can hear the birds, but not the storm. So <laughs> it's okay. It's completely fine. Look, one question that we've really wanted to ask you, you know, your leadership uh, from your time in your military, um, what have you learned that can actually be applied um, to civilian businesses? Oh, man, that's that's a great question, Nat, because here's the thing. When it comes down to, to small business and the military, everything runs on some kind of platform. So I think that for small businesses, they have to decide their digital space and how they're going to approach their business. But I also believe that people need to make sure that they're trained in the area that they're going to pursue. I think often when we're trying to brand ourselves or come up with a label for ourselves, we struggle. And sometimes the, the, the brand is right in front of you. And I tell, I just, I, we, I just had a great conversation with a small business person named Erica Suter. And she was like, you know, I'm trying to rebrand myself. I don't know what it should look like. And I said, Erica, I said, you have the most perfect letters in your name, ENS. I said, if you can get someone with an artist to just put those letters together in some kind of sphere or some kind of cool logo, you've already got it because you already have the training platform. You have the credentials. But the thing was, we all sometimes we get so busy looking at uh, the shiny penny that's not there. And the thing I learned from the military is sometimes good is good enough. You know, if you go with an OCD approach, you can never make mission. I used to tell my soldiers this all the time when we had operations. 
If you're looking to be perfect, we will never get out the door. Are we going to have problems all the time? And if you're in small business, you're going to have problems all the time. So if you're thinking that everything has to be perfect or you have to have the perfect person doing this, you are not going to be successful in the long run because you're, you're worried, you're, your stress, your anxiety is kicking in because if you're OCD and you're an entrepreneur, good luck with that because, because the problem is being LCD is a great thing for cleaning the house, but it's hard when you have to depend on multiple people to help you be successful. And the one thing I learned in the military is you can't be OCD when it comes to getting out the door and making things happen. You have to be OCD during training, during the process of laying the foundation. And that's where we're at. That is, that, 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 that's, that's fantastic. Uh, I really want to call out yeah. uh, our previous guests as well. So our leader talk one with Daniel Wood, the vice president of Tupperware. Right. Tupperware. Uh, he 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 really strongly mentioned what you just say as well, which is interesting for us. Where perfection is the enemy of success oh. because you know you 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 wait until you are perfect, then you can start it. I mean, I look at that. We we don't even have any audio <laughs> system. We literally doing it. I'm doing it beside my bed, actually. So if I am standing to the left, it's actually my bed. And we just use what we have. And I remember when I spoke to you, General Bart, you said, Gus, I will sponsor both Natalie and you. You just need to kickstart this because if you wait until you have audio system, this little talk will happen in three years. That's right. Time. And, yeah. and just to add to that, then, if you were someone that, let's use this OCD, you know, that is loves everything to be perfect and, you know, they're starting a business and they are struggling, what would be your advice to actually overcome this? Do they just have to give it up? Like, is it that simple? No, no. So here's what I tell people that are OCD. You definitely have to, <laughs> I hate to use the word not a messy person because OCD, OCD people can't stand folks that are yeah. not organized. You actually have to have the, a visionary on your team that sees things that you don't see. So, okay, so you both know I coach high school football as a running back coach for my high school here in Durant and town and here in Tampa and Plant City. The, the thing is, our coach is 27 years old. The head coach is 27. But let me tell you how smart he was. He's His first year, he just got hired. And the old coaching staff left. And so he was the only person. He was the coach. But let me tell you what he did. He looked at every point of where he had not weaknesses, where he needed someone to fill in to make a difference. So he went and hired veteran coaches for different positions. And what it did was, what he said was, I'm good at what I do, but I'm not the best at what I do because I need a team around me to make me the best. See, the thing is, is even if you're OCD or you're a visionary, you have to have, I believe this, even in me as a visionary and I'm disorganized as all get up, I definitely have some people around me that are OCD because they keep the HR, you want an OCD person. <laughs> <laughs> Taxes, paying the bills, you want an OCD person. Um, when it comes to logos, artistical work, visionary things, uh, just things that are abstract, then you you need someone that has that, just that vibrant personality that's just, you know, sometimes out there, but believe it or not, sometimes people that are just out there with their thoughts actually bring a lot to the table, but you have to find that fine balance. And so I always tell someone like my, one of my sisters is OCT. I always tell her, balance yourself out with somebody that's not, and it, and it works for everybody. Well, that's great advice. Um, look, you know, we, we're going to, we're talking about these three key ingredients um, of making um, SME successful, which we're talking about resilience, agility, and courage. And I think if we touch right. on resilience, um, as a general, why do you see, uh, why is resilience important and how can this help SME owners when everything might actually appear to be falling apart or even uncertain in these times that we're living Well, you know, COVID and, and just not just COVID, just a whole bunch of things, the economy, uh, just different things that have happened. People, you know, on the stock market doing different, manipulating different things. Uh, they all have an impact on things that we do. Um, when you're talking about being resilient, it, it takes a lot of power to be resilient, to do things. 
And so what you have to do is you have to balance your life. You actually have to step back and sit down and go, okay, let me find out what I need to do. How do I reshape this? And that is the key part. I, I, I need to go get my bird real quick. But uh, the thing is, is that resiliency is built internally in who you are and what you are. And you really have to stand back and, and set, do an assessment. And I tell everyone, resiliency is, is an earned task. It is something that you have to work on every day. And that goes with going to the gym, working out. That means getting up and, and, and doing your craft. That means being your profession, your arms, and understanding it. And that way, if you can balance those things, then you can get your resiliency. And I'm going to tell you, a lot of people give up before they get started. They have one failure and they quit. Uh, that, I am telling you, I've seen so many people in my life they, 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 you know, there's some people that have opened a restaurant five times and found success. And there's people that have tried to open a restaurant one time and quit. The, it, it all comes down to your, your, your character, man. It really does. It comes down to what is your personal character and what are, what is your metal? What are you made of? Yeah. Can, can I, can I ask you uh, a question, Jennifer, you know, and, and related to your service at the military, because, uh, Uh, because there's a lot of, you know, story I, we can learn from it. You know, uh, bringing back to some of your journey where a young soldier, for an example, where he or she need to actually do a task for the country uh, where it's really, really difficult. And I, obviously, people like myself, a civilian, we will never understand that. But when that person is really there, When that person is really scared and that person is waking up with a lot of doubts, just like the business owner across the country, right. across the world right now. And if you are the general of the businesses and I just wake up, I'm a noodle shop owner. I'm a noodle shop owner this morning. And I said, General Bugs, I can't do this. I can't even open my restaurant because the, Because the country locked me down. And I don't think this is the it. Yet, in the last 20 years, I always want to open my noodles. Right. What do you say to me? Or, you know, as a reflection of a small business, which is quite common right now all over right. the world. But here's, here, uh, let, me, let me throw this back at you guys. Is, are you looking at the problem? Or are you looking? Here's the thing is, how do you get to yes? How do you get to yes? to solve your problem. So if these are the regulations that I've been put on me and these, and I understand the regulations that are on me, what, what are the modifications I can make so I can be successful? So I can't open my restaurant. So I, what do I do? I, I'm, and I, this is what I saw a guy do a single, single businessman. I never, I, he, he didn't even have a drive through Never, the guy never had a drive-thru on his little uh, shack, his little barbecue shack, never had a drive-thru window. He went, cut a hole in the wall, put a window in, and he said, boom, open for business, drive-thru. And, and, and the parking lot's like small. So cars are backed up down the street trying to get some of his rib shacks. <laughs> But he wasn't the only one doing that. So when I, you know, and, and when I saw this happening, I went, These people are adjusting to a situation. So when they closed all the restaurants here in Tampa, let me tell you what the, the Chinese restaurants did. They put a small plexiglass window and they said, you come up, you write on a little card what you want, you pass it through the window, they make it and they push a bag out the window and, they run, and you had a little slot where you stick your card in and they ran your card and you pulled it out. It's called, you got to be innovative. See, the problem is, is when we're told no, seriously, you ask both yourself. When you're told no, how often do we go to find yes? It is so easy to default and say, oh, I, you're, no, you can't do that. The, the law said, okay, the law said A, B, C. What about D? Well, that's not in the law. Okay, so if D's not in the law, I'm not breaking the law. Does yeah. that make sense? It does. And yeah. I actually yeah, asked uh, my eight-year-old son, um, so I have three children, um, 10, eight, and eight months, and I asked him this morning what his definition of resilience was, and I wrote it down. This is coming from an eight-year-old. If you fall down, 
you get straight back up and move on. And then I said, right. what about from a Leave business on. perspective? You know, he, he's a leader. See, here, here, and he said, yeah, but here's the problem with business is, is if you just started out and you you put everything you saved in your life into your business, the question you have to ask yourself is if it, if it fails, am I going to get up and do it again? I mean, you really have to ask yourself. A lot of people go, oh, I failed. Well, it wasn't meant for me to do that. And that is where I get so upset when I hear people go, hey, I have this business, but it wasn't meant for me to do it because I failed. Well, you know what, brother and sister, get in line with a thousand other people, millions of other people that have failed and got back up and worked and worked and worked till they figured out a way to make it, it happen. I had a friend that was a barber here in town. He worked for someone he didn't like working for him. So he went somewhere else, worked there, didn't like working for him. So he took a chance. He opened his shop and <laughs> A couple of weeks of opening this shop. Now, listen, he opened this shop. He was cut there. And I told him, I don't think you should be out playing basketball with them young guys. So he decided to go play basketball. He went and played basketball, broke his leg. So now his leg's broken. His shop's closed. He's got bills coming in. He's got to wait for six weeks till his leg heals. And then he runs into me in the supermarket. And he goes, hey, man, I don't know. I should have listened to you. I said, no. What you need to do is not quit. And so what happened is his leg healed. He dug himself out of the hole. His business, his barbershop's packed full of people. But if he had gave up after the basketball game, even he, he would not be where he's at now. <laughs> yeah, so true. And even just, you know, reflecting back on this, reminded me of a personal experience. So I lost my mother to cancer five years ago. She was my rock and she was oh, my best friend. Sorry. And it was, it was very easy to just give up on everything, give up on life, give up on the world, because that is our default, like you mentioned before. And, right. you know, I, I made the decision then and then, no, I've got, I had two children at the time. I need to keep going. I ha- didn't have elite words at the time, but I did. I made that decision and I look back and it's made me a stronger person because I looked at, you know, where can I get to? So that kind of brought um, exactly what you're saying back to a personal experience of my own. Right. But what was, and I go ahead. Sorry. Uh, and I think also taking from what Jenna Buck said, um, you know, find a thousand people that similar. Let's go back up. A lot of people, uh, by default, try to listen people in the grandstand. You know, <laughs> Jenna Buck, you just you you just you just taking your daughter to a soccer uh, game right. before, and I'm sure I'm sure a hundred people that either clapping or booing will be there and the ability of a person to actually really focus on the people on the field. Because, you know, businesses, uh, there is a businesses out there, there is people that work in the businesses. The default is we listen to people in the grandstand right. and make that a benchmark to success. Well, and I, There's no I, shortage of people wanting you to fail, Gus, in that. I yeah. hate to tell you, the pessimists are the majority. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, and you know what's funny? The pessimists or the people in the grandstand shown up like they actually the one who playing the game. Right. And this is how how important. And for me, if I'm just looking at this leader talk, I've been talking about this for the past three years. And if I just listening to the people in the grandstand, and this will never even rock up anywhere. Yet I aligning myself to the people that actually supporting me. Thank you so much for the previous guests and the future guests. Thank you so much, General Bucks. Thank you, Natalie. Thank you, Jared, uh, that is in the background. You know, Natalie, husband, Jared. It's funny, you know, we, we all never, never know that someone actually holding the computer in the background just for this stream to actually right. happen. And, and the minute you actually play the game with the people who play the game, Exactly what you said about a thousand people that is actually in the same journey, you can go back. That's right. I mean, I'm going to go back real quick and touch on Natalie's story because, um, Natalie, I don't think your mother would ever want you to quit. And then second, I mean, that resonates so much with so many people of of loss, just with COVID, but just in in cancer, because this is just such a, a devastating thing to any family. Um, I know this for a fact is that is in the South, in Louisiana, when people pass away, people used to celebrate. 
And because I used to, and when we were in Iraq, something happened one day. And everybody goes, why are you always happy? And, we're, you know, we're having all these issues and things were happening. And I said, look, I had the opportunity to meet that soldier and spend time with that person. That person brought joy to my life. So though I am sad that, you know, that they've been taken away, I'm blessed that the moment I had the I had the blessing of spending time with that person, it's, even though that in the, in the grand scheme of things, it was a short period of time on Earth. I, I think we have people that cross our paths so often that give us advice. Now, it's your choice if you listen. And I often I try to listen. To, you know, my, my grandfather used to have this is now my, my uncle cowboy. This was the best thing he used to say. He goes, listen, the best advice you can get is from a bum. Because they've already lived life's hardest journey. <laughs> and I go, and we'd be at, we'd be at the, the grocery store, and I go, oh, I look at him, I was like, what, Uncle Cap? He goes, hey, just ask that bum, and then he'll give you a, uh, some advice. And when he gets done giving you some advice, you give him like $2, here's $2, you give him that $2 so he can go get him something to drink. So I'd say, hey, sir, what's your story? Or, or you know, how'd you end up here? And then you'd be surprised at how someone was at a pinnacle of their life. And they made a life choice or a life decision. And that life decision led them to the, the road they're at now. And that's some powerful advice to get. But we're too often, we're, we're too quick to shun people because of status. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, I completely do. And, you know, I, I can listen to you for ages. Your energy is so contagious. And that kind of goes on to what we wanted to ask you. Uh, what advice can you give to SME owners on actually keeping their energy levels high? Health. Uh, and here's, I mean, because you guys know I, I'm running like <laughs> three companies, but um, the one thing that, get, that, that has to happen is that you've got to take care of your health. I mean, I, there's nothing, you, you can't eat rice every day. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> But you gotta, you I need to come back to you why I like rice. And, and here's the thing is, is a lot of people struggle with this concept and it sounds, it sounds cliche. I mean, you got to get up in the morning. You, you get more done in the morning than you will ever get done in the evening. And it's the best advice I ever got because the army gave it to me because many years ago they had a commercial that said, we do more by 9 a.m. than anybody else in the world. Well, I started living that 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 motto. They don't have it anymore, but that motto became like a signature for me. Is that what is wrong with getting up at like I, me and Gus talk all the time? I'm four a.m. I'm at the gym, on, mm-hmm. <laughs> or I'm on my or now I'm on my own pro form at the house bicycle. Well, I'm on the bike at four in the morning because I told him I clear my head and I do my best thinking. At some point, you have to meditate. There are some people that can read a lot of books. I'm not a big reader, but there's a lot of people that like to read books. But there's points in your life that you have to take uh, for a small business person. They have to have that quiet time. And they need to be able to have like an hour and a half of quiet time where they are just, just doing their strategy to get to their destination. And often we don't make time for that. And then like that, you say, oh, I got three girls. Well, I got five. I had five girls at one time. So there's one time I'm working on my master's degree with one kid in one arm. I, I got teenagers in the house yelling and arguing over who's used their their girl products in the bathroom. <laughs> and, you know, you're, and I'm working, you know, and I'm navigating all this chaos, you know. And and you think about it. I said, well, they made me resilient. <laughs> <laughs> but I tell small business owners every day is that you've got to put your health first and then you got to make time to meditate to find out what you want to make your strategy and to get to your destination. But if you don't mark those times off and if you're only looking for problems and there's the other thing with being a small business owner, we get so focused on what are, what's going wrong that we don't cater to what's going right. So the biggest thing for most small business owners is, Financial, right? They, that's their biggest thing is because they don't have financial backing of some big corporation. And and there could be like I do, you know, work two or three jobs because to do to pay Peter to rob Paul or whatever it is. But they allow that to consume them. But like I, I told one guy that's running his own business here in town, I said, all right, he goes, hey, I don't have enough capital. I'm looking for somebody to finance me. I said, so what is your monthly uh, revenue. How many employees you got? He goes, just me and one other person. I said, 
all right. I said, do you have another job on the side besides just, you know, your hustle, your business, what you're trying to do? Well, no. I said, well, that's where your one default mechanism is. I said, it doesn't hurt to say I have a five-year plan. I'm going to work two years, two jobs, save all this money, invest in my business. And why even in the evenings when you're not working, you put energy into in working your business. He goes, well, I never thought about it that way. I said, well, look, to get to, to a destination, you actually have to have a plan. And then sometimes that plan may not be perfect. That means because time is the enemy. And I said, and as long as time is your enemy, you got to take everything you can from time so it's profitable in the end. And so people don't like to sacrifice. And that is the biggest part. If you're a small business owner, you you better learn the word sacrifice because sacrifice means that you're going to put a lot of time into something you love because in the end, that's your passion, that's your dream, that's your goal, that's your security, and that's your future. So if you don't want to do that, then then the word sacrifice is is null to you because you need to be able to sacrifice to get here. Right. That's it. It is. It is that so is powerful. powerful. And you know what? I, I um, just thinking about it, you know, this weekend we had a lot on, we had extra leader talks and I said, I feel like I haven't had a weekend, but as a business owner, <laughs> my husband was quick to jump in and say, but that's the sacrifice you make as a business owner. You don't work Monday to Friday, nine to five. There are sacrifices you right. need to make if you want to succeed. No, he's spot on. Jared, you're the man. You're the man, Jared. And, and, he, and what he said, I didn't want to hear it because I wanted my weekend, but it is a sacrifice. Right. You know, it's it's whether you succeed or you don't. And um, there are a lot of sacrifices you need to make. And I think that's where people think they can still have these certain jobs in their own times, but it doesn't work that way. And I think to just wrap it also, uh, I, uh, you know, we're not saying that the small and medium business have no challenges and you're not sacrificing. The, the message that I took from General Buds, though, it's all come back to a choice. We, we the one who actually have the choice to follow our passion. We the one who choose to open a kebab shop. We the one who choose to have a cafe. There's a lot of things that we can't control. Right. And what General Bud said, just to summarize quickly on that topic, is if your passion is that, then even having a side hustle, whilst the current passion is actually having a setback, I don't even call it a roadblock, uh, it's very important because what you're just about to let go is your passion. Right. So sacrificing your, your work, like your energy, your 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 pushing through adversity versus letting go passion. I think at the end, sacrificing passion is the one that you don't want to have because you don't want to be in the deathbed thinking I haven't done. That. Oh, Gus, I got to go one for you too. I got to go one. All right, so we did our first Coastal Connection show for Embrace the Power, right? <laughs> and I'm laughing about this. All right, so. We've been fighting and trying to get our website up and that, you know, get our website, you know, where we need it. So one of the guys, and I got a group of people that work for me, and they go, we don't even have the website up. And and I think they were shocked because I literally went, I don't care. I said, when we get it up, we get it up. So then our clothing line guy calls and he goes, hey, I, he sent some shirts. I didn't like them. I said, send them shirts back. We'll, we'll, we'll redo the order. And they go. What? I said, we're ready to do the order. I said, I don't like them shirts. I want better shirts. So I said, so I went back and talked to the guy. I talked to my man. He's doing better shirts. And then I and I told everybody, everybody on my staff was like looking at me. And, was, and there's only four of us. And they're like, I can't. Didn't you worry about anything? And I said, no. I said, here's the deal. If we're running for, if we're looking for perfection and hitting a home run or hitting the cricket ball or whatever on the first bat, we're in trouble, guys. I said, this is work in progress, and it's going to be work in progress for the next 25 years. So brace yourselves. <laughs> yeah. It is. It's a process, isn't it? And we talk about this process. Yes. It really is a long process. Um, just uh, going on to trust, um, just that as a topic, in the military, how did you build trust within your team when um, 
they had to execute a difficult task? Well, that's, that, that is the easiest thing in the world is because what I learned, if you're honest yeah. with everyone and say, hey, I know you're not going to like what I'm about to tell you. And I realize some of y'all may get a little hostile. This is the truth. This is what's going on. And for us to make this mission, this is what we got to do. I have to tell everybody you got to work Saturday and Sunday. But, sir, we just worked Saturday and Sunday for the last five weeks. And you told me I didn't have family time. I said, I absolutely did. And so I feel like, did I feel like I lied to you? Yes. But, however, you know, orders come from the top down. I said, so we need to suck this up and get it done. I said, and but you know what my soldiers told me over the years? And this is, um, I'm going to give you the best advice right now. And, and for the, both of you, for the rest of your life. And. Someone told me this when I was very young, when I was a very young soldier. And he says, if you're a leader and you train people your whole life and you retire and you're walking down the street and you're on the other side of the street and you're walking down the street and somebody that worked for you is on the other side of the street. If they run through traffic trying to get across the street to talk to you, you made an impact and they believed in you. If they keep walking and they look you dead in your eye, then that lets you know you didn't make an impact and you you put yourself above the people that work for you. I never did that. I have always put my soldiers first or anybody that works with So my employees, I, I, I pay them out of my own back pocket and they get upset about it. And I tell them it doesn't matter. I said, until the company starts making money, I'm never going to have you work for free. I said, I don't care. If it is an adjustment I have to make in my lifestyle, it's here or there because we should never take advantage of people because in the end, you're going to retire. In the end, you're not going to be the same person you are today. And just you hope that when you, your time comes, somebody writes your eulogy and people can get up and read your eulogy with the most honest words that you were a good person. No, Very powerful. <laughs> that is fantastic. Uh, let me share something on that. Um, I don't know whether my uh, I have a I have a person that is very close to me in terms of my leadership development. He used to be my boss uh, at my previous company that I worked, uh, James Hardy. His name is David Brand, and he always said to me, "Gus, be respectful and help a lot of people." on the way out because you do not know when you're going down and you really need to remember that. And I, and I love that analogy because a lot of people forget that uh, everything is temporary. You know, the, the the things that we do today is not even a reflection what happened of us tomorrow because we have no idea. And your analogy about, you know, what you just mentioned before uh, it's, Really, I'm I'm actually I'm actually believe in that analogy because because if if you are a leader and the success definition of a leader is the outcome of revenue, not the well-being and the success of the people around you, uh, then uh, you are a half-pregnant leader. In my yeah, yeah. yeah, you're gonna struggle. Yeah. That? Yeah. Uh, just going on that, just curious to know, General Bugs, I'd love to know what your proudest leadership moment would have been. Do you have one that you could share with us? Oh, my God, you're so oh. pretty. Uh, you know, let me tell you, um, the, my proudest leadership moment is when one of the most junior soldiers now is no longer a junior soldier, but now a high ranking person. And they call me or they email me and said, you know what? I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you. I want to thank you. I mean, the imprint that you can leave, that we leave as, as people are, is, is, is more valuable than people will ever know. I actually know people that I worked for and, and I bet both of you and even the people out there that are small business, because some people leave big corporations to open their own business because they can't take it anymore. The funny thing about it is you really don't remember bad leaders after 10 or 12 years. They, they, they don't resonate with you because 
you you just forget about them. But when there's somebody good and that person literally changed your life or you watch that person from afar. And I tell people all the time, when, I, when you're interviewed, you're being interviewed every day you, you step out of your house or every time you pick up the phone or someone's talking to you, you don't realize you're on an interview. And I tell people that all the time because I'd be in an elevator one day and there was this kid and he was in there and I was like talking to him and I said, hey, do you, you have a job? And he goes, no, sir. I said, good. Now you're my uh, aide. I'll talk to you later. And I walked out the elevator and he goes, well, who's that? They go, oh, that was General Bugs. He just hired you to be his aide. <laughs> but I was joking with him. But I tried to explain to him when he came. I go, sir, I said, no, I already have an aide. But I just wanted to tell you that every time you talk to someone, someone's interviewing you. And they're opening opportunities. And you never know who you're talking to. So my greatest moment is when soldiers contact me and say they are successful. Because you should be looking for your replacement every day. Mm. Just saying. Yep. And we don't usually think yep. that way, do? It's not something yep. that you think, you know. The, no. It's like actually, wow, it's fantastic. Um, look, I'm just looking at time um, and we need to touch on agility. Okay. So uh, before we just go into this, Gus, I was going to ask just for all those small and medium business owners out there, when we talk about agility from a business perspective, what are we actually talking about? So my uh, my perspective on agility, so there, there is two, and I will probably bring it back to Jennifer. Oh, because I'm sure agility, a- agility and service of military is, is so close. Uh, people get it wrong, the difference between adaptability and agility. Right. So adaptability means when you hit a roadblock and the day was the day is so hard, you just sit there and adapt to the situation. There is a, a roadblock. You're not complaining. For example, the adaptability means that, hey, we're running a business. We have a government or we have a ruling to make us safe that is constantly changing, whether it's lockdown, whether it's a, a opening times. And we adapt. We don't make it so frustrating. Agility is the ability, like what General Buck said before, is the ability of someone, okay, we are in lockdown. We're opening it online. We're putting a perspect glass. And we that's agility. The importance of agility in success right now is key. And when General Bugs bring these ingredients to our talk show, I think this is one thing that key for all of us to understand. So my question to General Bugs, agility required resilience. You cannot be agile if your resilience level low because, you know, the ability to move to the left, move to the right, move to the left, move to the right, move back, move front, required resilience. How do you train a person internal capability to stay agile and how do you describe the importance of agility generally? Oh, I always say the word evolution, Gus. (laughs) (laughs) You have to be able to evolve and those that evolve don't become extinct. And (laughs) And so to be, the agility gives you the ability to navigate the forest and the woods and the jungles that you will get into because you will have to go in and out, back in and out to survive. So you have to be able to evolve while you're going through that process. So did some companies evolve during COVID? Absolutely. And I'm talking small businesses. Did some small businesses actually grow during COVID? Yeah. They did because they yeah. had, they were delivery services that figured out, hey, this is prime time. And then when people started ordering online, they took advantage of those situations and they and, it, and they took it to another level. So agility is, is 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 a complex word when you talk about human condition. All right, when you talk about the human condition of agility, that means to be the ability to move in and out of complex situations and still evolve without being hit by the target. So I tell people all the time is that you have to be able to evolve, but in the ability of being, uh, being agile, having agility, you have to look at what the situation is, what those breadcrumbs are being put on the ground 
And then how do you pick those breadcrumbs up before the birds eat them all so you find your way? And that is, is not, it's, it's easier said than done. But I tell everyone is just because you run into a brick wall, just because you run into a closed door, just because you run into doubters and naysayers, you keep evolving because you will find in the end that you are successful and the future is bright if you decide to change your stars and be adaptive. All right. Yeah. Can I, I just want to add to that. I've got a great example of a recent cafe that opened up three months ago. So just as COVID hit in our area and lockdowns hit and only yesterday on Instagram, they posted this pack. It's one photo with a small caption. It looked amazing. And it was promoting a Father's Day uh, takeaway uh, box. It was called a box. That's all it was, a takeaway box. Beautiful picture with um, all it took was just the price and a bit of a description. The fact that they did that, they generated hundreds of comments, hundreds of orders. This was only posted yesterday for today. I was one of the orders. So following this, I'm going to pick up the order. But that's... See, Jared, you get your Father's Day gift, man. But that's all it took. <laughs> One day, and they didn't stop. They thought, how are we going to overcome this? They took Father's Day and they used Instagram and they were able to do this and they generated business just overnight. Oh, that's that's nice, Nat. I mean, that's innovative. Yeah. yeah. And, and Jenna Bugs, um, what are the characteristics, like when you look back on your career and your journey, looking at different people in difficult situations. What are the top two characteristics of agile performer, p- performer and a non-agile oh. performer? Like if you, if you can just picture an example of someone that is really agile in the tough situation and really not agile, how can you differentiate that? All right, that? there's one word uh, I hate. The, I, have, I have to say that I hate. Let's marinate on that. The, the passive person of aggression of uh i'm not gonna make a decision i'm just gonna let things happen yeah. around me yeah. and then I, I call it the ostrich technique where the ostriches always have their head in the sand i'm gonna put my head in the sand yeah. and then i'll pull it out look around and make sure everything's is okay and I'm, I'm and i'm still alive you know i check my body i'm still alive oh, oh i'm good that what i like is someone that realizes they're a problem they tackle the problem and they screw it up and don't get it right. And I, and I had this with a soldier once. He he took on a problem. He messed it up. And he comes in and he goes, hey, sir, I know I'm going to be in trouble. I did this, this, trying to fix this and this. I literally looked at him and said, I respect you. You tried. You didn't get it right, but you tried. It was better than sitting on your hands doing nothing. I said, you didn't go ostrich on me, man. I can live with that. <laughs> <laughs> and Jenna Bugs, what our listeners don't really um, know is you've actually started your own business. Is that correct? That is true. So I have PowerPony Express Sports, which is my sports company, and where I go out and train individuals to in, 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 for agility, adaptability, and so they can evolve to become elite athletes. And I also run my motivational speaking company, Embrace the Power, with my podcast, uh, Coastal Connection with my boy Mike Garcia. And uh, all we're trying to do is bring some positivity to this world and just bring awareness that, you know what, everything is not as bad as it is because there, other generations have had it worse, other countries have had things worse, and they we just have to survive and be uh, Darwin, man, survival of the fittest, no matter how you do it. And stay motivated. So aspire to inspire others and keep rolling. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. And Gus, you like to usually do a wrap-up of everything we've learned. Um, Do you want to add anything? Yeah, yeah. I think if I wrap up, uh, I think I come back again. Uh, uh, General Bucks, you are the first veterans uh, that we bring into our show. And I'm sure, I'm sure, some of the audience will think why, because Leader Talk intent, uh, when we release Leader Talk the first time, our, our, our intent very clear. We want to bring great insight for SME so they have a better, stronger right. foundation. Now, I start to bring people from uh, service, uh, you know, men, women in service uh, like yourself. 
and the question will be why. And I, Natalie and I believe that learning shouldn't be kept into one dimensional arena. And what we learn today, agility, the importance of agility so we can evolve. And yes, to the audience, it's not easy to be agile. I believe we need to be Uh, we need to be open. We need to be open to ideas because trying to be agile with what you know is very difficult because you don't even know probably there is a road on your left because you always go to the right. Okay. The importance of resilience because like what General Bud said, that if we think this is difficult, in the past, history told us that it's actually happened many, many yes. times. And I'm not, dis I'm not discounting the fact that we are probably will be in the history 100 years from now, but that's not mean when there in the past there is no problem and we need to be resilient. And how do we maintain our ability to be resilient? General Bugs also said, it starts by looking after yourself. You know, there's a lot of people, and that's and, and by the way, it's easy to say, it starts to me as well. Um, uh, you know, we need to remind each other that we need to keep ourselves healthy and healthy is not necessarily only in the body, but in the mind Absolutely. as well. Uh, and I, I will be in trouble here. <laughs> my uh, my personal coach, I got a coach yeah. as well, Graciela Swartzberg, and she always said to me, Gas, you are uh, very out there. Your energy from the minute you wake up, you are there. And you need to meditate. You need to meditate. And, and, and the good, <laughs> you need to meditate because you need, you can't pour from an empty cup. And, I, and I'm proud that at P-Light, my business, every Tuesday and Thursday, we have a company-wide meditation for three minutes, right? And, and for the people that want it, and I mean it, by the way, and this is the difference. Uh, most people can close their eyes for three minutes. Me, after 30 <laughs> seconds, it's like this. <laughs> three minutes, you know? So for many people that thinks that the world moves so fast, For many people that think, I have no time, <laughs> try to close your eyes for three minutes and you know you have a lot of time because it's bloody It difficult. Right? So, so that's the second thing. And the last thing is uh, what General Buck said is, remember to, to develop others. You know, your example of leaders that whether you are a leader of an organization, you are a leader of a, your own business, your legacy of developing people will help us at the end when everyone doing well. And, and that's how I view all this. You know, General Bugs, I will, all, I will never forget this. You remember this. When I received your first video call, how I was back then that I can't even speak. You can't even speak. <laughs> I speak more than you. <laughs> Through the excitement that someone in Florida putting the hand up and said, hey, I know you're studying. Let me help you and Natalie. And for me, for me, that's exactly what you say. You know, you, we're not connected. We, we connected now. But in reality, even you are on Saturday, I'm on Sunday. That's true. I'm on Father's Day. You have a different Father's Day. Like so much differences, but you're offering your help. And the message that I think come through without you saying it is help people paid forward and you get the payback equally. Yeah. And I'm very thankful, Natalie and I and Jared, very thankful, Jenna Bugs, and to my to, to the to the guests that already speaking on my show and to the future guests that fully book us until close to December. Now like we are very thankful. They donating their time. You know, Jenna Bugs, you just came back from soccer <laughs> training. You you it's easier for you to sit down, take it easy. But you are here standing, uh, helping SME all over the world. So, so that's my wrap up. Um, we need to be courageous. We need to be agile. We need to be resilient. The time is tough, but it's not any different to any other time. Stay positive, help others, develop others, and we will, we will have a better world in the future. That's how I write. Fantastic, guys. And look, thank you for your time, General Bugs. Um, thank you, everyone, for tuning in. For more information on Leader Talk or for some great resources to help your business grow, uh, please check out brainiac.com.au. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Thank you. 
Leader Talk. 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 Leader Talk.